Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 9 is entitled The Most Dangerous Game, Part 2. In the previous podcast, we discussed ways that the left are transforming America from a democratic republic to a socialist state through the corruption of language. We focused on the First Amendment. Today, we shall continue the same theme by focusing on the Second and Tenth Amendments. Amendment 2. A well-regulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Again, as with all the amendments, the Second Amendment is simply written and straightforward. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Synonyms for infringed are breached, violated, broken, contravened, transgressed, treated as of no importance, repudiated, encroached, invaded, impinged, violated, attacked, usurped. Such language is ignored by the left. President Joe Biden, speaking on gun violence in America, said, I respect the culture and the traditions and the concerns of lawful gun owners. At the same time, the Second Amendment, like all other rights, is not absolute. And all this time, we thought the Bill of Rights were absolute. Notice how President Biden, like President Obama, quotes the statements from our founding documents, then immediately repudiates them. President Biden said, I respect the culture and the tradition of the Second Amendment. And then he amends his statement. But, as with all the other amendments, they are not absolute. In other words, we can change them at will. Using President Obama's words, today we continue a never-ending journey to bridge the meaning of those words with the realities of our time. Now let's turn to the Tenth Amendment, which is also being attenuated by a subtle change in language. Recently, with Roe v. Wade overturned, we saw just how much the left resists the Tenth Amendment. Amendment 10. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. Could our forefathers have been any plainer? If the Constitution does not specifically give the government power, then the decision is entirely up to the states. The Constitution did not give the government the power to control abortion. How is it, then, that they are able to bypass the Constitution? It is because the Supreme Court turned their back on their duty, violated the Constitution, and gave the government the power over abortion. The job of the Supreme Court is to interpret the Constitution, not to change it. The left has ignored that for decades and continually appoint justices who will advance their agenda regardless of the Constitution. Now they are threatening to pack the Supreme Court, which will entirely destroy our balance of power. But it fits in with the philosophy to transform and remake America. To acquire absolute power in America, you must destroy the Tenth Amendment. Roe v. Wade was unconstitutional from the beginning. The issue never was abortion. The issue was states' rights. The issue of abortion was not delegated to the United States by the Constitution. 
Therefore, it was only under the power of the states. However, those who wanted abortion trampled on states' rights and passed Roe v. Wade, giving unconstitutional authority to the federal government. To illustrate just how far the left will go to bypass the Tenth Amendment, let me refer you to a document that is safe to say no one who listens to this podcast has read. It is found in Congressional Record, Volume 155, Number 59, Wednesday, April the 22nd, 2009. I'm sure that with that title, you want to run out and read it. I will save you the trouble because it effectively illustrates how the left is destroying our rights through language. The discussion is led by Representative John Carter, Texas 31st District, who served on the subcommittees on appropriations for the Department of Homeland Security. He is referring to a document written by Janet Napolitano, the Secretary of Homeland Security. I quote Mr. Carter. Now we have a new administration, and we have a new memo that has come out from Ms. Napolitano over at the Department of Homeland Security. It would just shock you to know that she is warning not of Al-Qaeda, not of the Taliban, not of Osama bin Laden. She is warning people about right-wing, radical, domestic terrorism. The Obama administration spent millions of dollars removing references to Islamic terrorists from government documents. Now the focus from the left is on domestic right-wing terrorists where they unabashedly use the phrases right-wing domestic terrorists or right-wing extremists. This, of course, is before January the 6th, in which the left is still trying to impeach the former President Trump to ensure that he cannot run for office again. Let me again quote Mr. Carter. Now this would be almost humorous, but those of us who have a little age on us, like I do, can look back at the Clinton administration and can remember how many times when anybody ever criticized the Clinton administration, you would hear the First Lady then, and now Secretary of State, say, well, it's all a plot by those right-wing extremists, those right-wing extremist organizations. President Bill Clinton would say, well, they don't agree with my party and with what we're saying here, but it's really the people you're hearing from who are right-wing extremists. They label talk show hosts as right-wing extremists. All this fear was generated about right-wing extremists. Now we're not even six months into the Obama administration, and the people who are supposed to be protecting our homeland are warning us about right-wing extremists. To bypass the Bill of Rights, all you must do is to use the right label by calling anyone who disagrees with your policies right-wing terrorists. You have the ability to bring down the full power of government on them, which is now occurring on a scale the like of which we have never seen before in America. President Obama and President Biden, more than any other presidents in the history of America, have succeeded in politicizing the Justice Department, the FBI, and even the IRS and recruits them to spy on American citizens, even using terrorist tactics such as midnight raids to punish conservatives who are deemed right-wing terrorists. Mr. Carter added, 81% of the registered voters in my congressional district would qualify as right-wing extremists under Ms. Napolitano's memo. 81%. The memo from Janet Napolitano, the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, named the following as potential right-wing terrorists. Disgruntled military veterans, those who oppose abortion, those who oppose immigration, those who oppose the stimulus package, 
those who disagree with the economic path of recovery that this nation is taking. Mr. Carter said, It basically says if you disagree with the Obama administration, you could be a right-wing terrorist. In the same record, Representative Virginia Fox from North Carolina's 5th Congressional District added, When the president was campaigning, he promised to transform this country. But you know, I don't think people really understood what that meant. He never said he was going to improve the country. He said he was going to transform it. I think that these folks are on their way to doing that, and I don't think people are going to like it. Miss Fox continues. I guess that what these people in the Department of Homeland Security mean is that the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution is part of the danger that they see in this country. And I'm going to read the Tenth Amendment just so we're all clear on it. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. When I say that on this floor, then these people consider me a right-wing extremist. When speaking abroad, the Secretary of Homeland Security would not even mention the word terrorist. She referred to terrorist acts such as 9-11, where thousands were slaughtered, as man-caused disasters. As Representative Michelle Bachman, Minnesota, said to the committee, The Secretary of Homeland Security was very careful to nuance her words. She didn't want to upset other countries. She didn't want to upset the terrorists by calling them terrorists. Mrs. Bachman continued, We need to look no further than the statements that were made by then-candidate Obama during the election when he suggested the creation of a federal police force comparable to the size of the military. Why would you need such an organization? There is no constituency calling for a federal police force. There is no one out there doing it. But yet Barack Obama made the suggestion himself that we need to create and fund a domestic army that would be a federal police force. Why would we need a federal police force the size of the U.S. military? For what purpose? It is intriguing to me. We have a report now that says 80% of the American people would be classified as right-wing extremists. Couple that with a statement made by President Obama during the campaign that we need to have a federal police force the size of the military. No wonder people right now who are gun owners, who cherish their Second Amendment rights, are purchasing weapons and are purchasing ammunition. They know the Obama administration is looking at weapon bans and is looking at pulling back on gun ownership and registration of firearms, and they are rightly concerned about that. If you want to destroy the Bill of Rights and dismantle the Constitution, don't attack them. Simply change the language and dress it up in human rights. People will give away their liberty willingly if you give them something they want more in return. Don't tell the people you're going to destroy America. That would send chills through their body. Tell them that you are going to transfigure, revolutionize, alter, remold, recast, remodel, reconstruct, reform, remake, and transform America. We live in an age where people think all change is good and all traditions are bad. 
as they have been taught since the 60s, everything old, such as moral values, is outdated. Anything new, such as political correctness, is virtuous. President Obama condemned American traditions and the Constitution and Bill of Rights as stale political arguments that no longer apply. That is why he said, we must begin again the work of remaking America. If we do not stand up for America now, we will have nothing to stand on in the future. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.